the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores. This is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. NIL, which is short for Name, Image, and Podcast. And the watch, this is thank you to NIL. Welcome back to another episode of Name, Image, and Podcast here Friday morning. A uh, beautiful Friday morning out here in this great Salt Lake. Um, but as always, I am joined by Big Mike. Big Mike, how is this Friday? <sighs> it's a Salt Lake. I don't know if it's great. but Yeah, there. it's shrinking. It's shrinking. The, the brine shrimp population is taking a hit. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, Kyle, we're doing, we're doing good. Got a got finally got a night off tonight from the old Vivant, so nice little uh, evening ahead. Just sit and chill. Uh, college basketball is back. We we have an Hell embarrassment yeah. of riches on our hands now, Kyle. Yeah, let's let's briefly just touch on that. So you know, college basketball kicked off. We are just a college football, college basketball centric podcast. You know, that's just those are our passions. I think both me and you, as far as fandoms go, and not even like fandoms, like you know, obviously you're a Duke fan. But like we we can both just sit down and watch just about any college basketball game. Oh, yeah. You know, for me it's yeah. Big Ten. I just love watching Big Ten basketball right, sometimes. Right. You know, but, um, but yeah, Champions Classic kicked off. We had uh, Michigan State, Kansas. We had Duke and Kentucky. Right? Kentucky, right? correct? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, uh, my takeaways from there: uh, Michigan State has a lot of work to do for sure. Kansas <laughs> looked really good, um, and surprise the Coach K. Fucking retirement tours off to a rousing, <laughs> a rousing start. Hey, you gotta respect greatness, Kyle. I don't, who, know, I don't who, know what more you want. Who is the white guy on Duke that I'm gonna hate? Who, who is, is the white guy on Duke you're gonna hate? Uh, besides all of them, the first one to trip somebody flagrantly. Uh, you know, Kyle, I, it, it takes a while for these to kind of manifest themselves because we don't have like the the guy like the Grayson Allen or the Kyle Singlers who like the like they're going in their senior year. I feel like. Uh, so nobody really hateable this year. Now, d- granted, like I said, it'll it'll manifest itself. There will be somebody at the end who you just absolutely cannot stand. But uh, or it's in the tournament. Know. It's in the tournament when Duke's down to to Lehigh or something, and all of a sudden, you know, Great White Hope comes off the bench and and lights <laughs> him up and you know gets all fired up. But you know, it's um, you, you know, it's it's weird because I think entering into this season. Um, especially with how the last couple of seasons have gone with the COVID year and the last year was just kind of up and down and just kind of all over the place with what, with Baylor, I guess, winning it all, right? Kind of out of nowhere. Uh, it, lots of transfers, right? Transfer portal, I think, really got kicked off this last season. Uh, but it's, uh, I, th- I think, just real quick, I think there's going to be a lot of upsets. There's almost a lot of upsets on that first weekend, right? Just oh, yeah. like kind of these no-name schools. I saw Arizona State just got beat by like a half-court buzzer beater. But that was sweet. I, I, I love college basketball. It's just great because you know you get you get college football Saturday, and then Tuesday, Thursday, you typically get a game or two. You know, get the Super Tuesday stuff, right. and it's just something to watch, something to watch. Right. But you know, we were talking about it a little bit um, before. Is just college basketball. If if they don't figure out the officiating, it's gonna just they'll never they'll <laughs> never reach the heights, and they'll never. I think they'll start to lose interest compared to like these other G leagues and stuff because watching the Michigan State Kansas game, I mean some of the calls are just like, do you guys just not want like a fun, smooth, and like exciting product? Right. You know, right. we don't need every single call and every single tiny ticky tack and all that. And Mike, as someone who's probably racked up more fouls in the shortest oh, amount yeah. of time possible, Absolutely. how do you see college basketball officiating? I, I mean, I think the. <laughs> 
it's 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 just the same as any any sport, right? Especially like football. Like it, it's the group of like you'll get a group of guys who are more prone to like you know they they just can't get the whistle out of their damn mouth. But then you'll get the guys who like they're just glorified you know AAU refs. Like you you could right. clothesline somebody, and as long as there's no blood, we we play on. So I. <laughs> I don't know what the answer to that is. I think that it, it what really taints it is if it's like in your case, Michigan State, Kansas, big venue, big event, prime time. It, it like a game like that is going to put them all in the hot seat because it's just exa- like it's a, it's a great example of like guys who just cannot keep the whistle out of their mouth. So I don't, I mean, I don't think it's awful. Like in definitely not as bad as the NBA, but. I don't know. I, I I don't know what the, I don't know how you go about fixing it unless you just kind of right. go to a more of a like a let them play type mentality. But then at that point, it's like, <laughs> do you like like right. you said, if you're a really good player in high school, like, and you see that you know it's kind of just a bloodbath at the college level, and it's and it's a much more physical game, you're probably going to go to the G League. So I I I just I don't think this is just my opinion. I don't think that the officiating is as huge of a factor in in NCAA. I don't think it's awful, really. I mean, there are games where it's just bad, but I think, especially the tournament, when you look at the tournament, like, there's not a lot of games that come to mind, like, where the refs blew it. Like, usually those are, like, the refs that are pretty good, been there a while, so... I don't know, Kyle. Maybe I, well, maybe I think, it's just Michigan State. Maybe they just hate Michigan State. It, no, I think it's Big Ten, and that, that's the problem, because <laughs> that's when, when you fair. watch... When you watch the Big Ten style of basketball compared to like what they call in the tournament, and that's why so many Big Ten teams get bounced, you know, early in the tournament, especially last year where we thought everyone was good. It's because you're expecting, you know, kind of the let, especially down low. It's like you expect them to let them play, whereas out in the wings, the the hand checks are the ones that kind of drive me nuts because it's like, did it really hinder anything? Like it's one right. thing if they get knocked off their track or they maybe lose the ball. Like I get that, but when it's just a hand check, but like. If, if the guy is still free moving, like let him go. You know, maybe right. give it a second before blowing the whistle because you can tell they're looking for it. But it's it, that's that's the problem. They're expecting a certain level of consistency, and I think other other conferences have kind of figured it out and just say, hey, we're just gonna kind of let them let them roll. Like right. people want to see points. People, you know, in Big Ten, they just want to see throw it down low to Hunter Dickinson from right. Michigan and let him throw elbows around and then dunk. You know, well, and you, and you make a good and, point. You make a good point where it's like it, traditionally. It was it was very cut and dry. Like if the ball goes in the paint, like there's a certain level of physicality and contact that like is just inherently with that that's going to happen down there. But now we're playing in the era of in, in to your point, Big Ten not so much. I feel like they play still much a very traditional style of ball for the most part. But like you got dudes who are like seven feet tall that are wing players now. Like <laughs> like it, it's just yeah. it, the game's no, exactly. changing, and so I think that we we're stuck with refs who. Or you, you don't see a lot of big refs, so they're usually undersized guards who just never panned out to be anything and became referees. No disrespect. Anybody who's a ref, Rocha, I'm talking to you. All love, buddy. Uh, but, like, they, like, their version of what the game should be varies vastly different than what, like, a me or, like, a, you know, obviously, like, a Shaq or, like, a, you know, Derek Nix. Like, it's just two different ball games. Yep. So I think that's the problem we're seeing <laughs> is that the game's Derek evolving Nicks. and they're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you can't be, like... You can't be hand checking out here like that. Like when you got two big guys out on the out on the wing. So maybe maybe I, I agree though. Like a hand check, like it, yeah. And it's hard to it's not formulaic. Like it's not a formula, right? Like it, it's hard to like kind of be like this isn't this is because like it's all every every instance is different. But like to to a certain extent, you just gotta let them play. Like I agree. Like unless it's egregiously like knocks them off their path. Like 
basketball is a contact sport, people. Like it's not especially because the five fouls, the five fouls is what makes that tough. Because if you right. get a little hand, if it's like high energy, a lot of you know, and you see the two guards matching up and they're kind of going back and forth, but then one of them gets a you know an untimely hand check call for right. something that was so inconsequential. It's like okay, that changes the whole thing. Now that right. guard's probably going to be subbed out. You know, <sighs> yeah, that, well, that's the only frustrating. And it's thing, it's just but. like it it you make. To like parlay off that point, it's exactly what we're seeing in football, right? Like it's such a, an offensive friendly league, and it's the same thing in basketball where these guys are only getting faster and better ball handling, and the things that these guys can do with the ball now, like how people are expected to stop people without hand checking, I don't understand. And I get, I get it. I'm slow. I'm a very slow man. But like, I just like, I don't understand how you can expect somebody to play good defense without there being a little bit of contact. Like it, like it's just there just has to be. And so, you get the guys who you know they'll blow the whistle on any contact, and then you'll get the you know AAU guys who are just caught trying to collect a paycheck and get out of there who let them play. And we just got to find that perfect middle ground, Kyle. Got it's right. all about balance. And a conference like the Big Ten, they and the amount of money they re- they bring in annually just with both football and, and basketball to an extent as well right. just hire full-time referees and then you're right. problem solved same with college football well, hire it, full-time this is referees. a question maybe you have more insight than i because i have never really spent a whole lot of time thinking about the inner workings of like the referees it like do they get do you think they get reviewed like do they get audited like in any it's capacity? all internal I, i'm pretty sure it's all internal uh, and, and they don't really, you know, because the, I'm sure there's unions involved and, and different things like that because, you know, a lot of them, for one, fans are freaking crazy. And if you make things too public, you know, it, it right, can get out right, of hand. Right, right, right. But, you know, a lot of them are part-time, right? And so just like your job at the Vivint, right? You're, you work your day job, and then you go to the job, the Vivint, and you're like, you know what? Like, I'm here. I'm here just kind of have a good time. I'm a, I'm a warm body, baby. <laughs> right. To an extent, the refs are kind of treated the same way, right? Where it's like that's their second job. They're probably already exhausted. They probably got right. kids at home or whatever. And, right, you know, right, it's, right. If, if you get people who are full-time and pay them well, pay the, right. just like with anything else, it's amazing what happens. When you get paid well, you typically do perform better because you're, like, earning that paycheck. Right. You know, so it, 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 there's a lot. There's with with a lot the level of income and revenue that we're generating, just in college sports in general, let alone basketball, I don't. I gotta believe it's not unfeasible to pay the. Even if you can't make it a full, full quote unquote full time job, but like at least put the put the money there to make it worth their time, and then like actually groom these guys. Like I know, like obviously they get they they test and they train and do a lot of stuff, but like like we have the means to like make the product of basketball itself much, much better. And like, again, I I personally, I know but you and I differ in our opinions. I don't think it's horrible, but I do acknowledge your point in that. Like sometimes there are just games, especially primetime games. Like it, it, it just kind of kills it. So, right. Cause the depth's not there and you get one untimely foul and that early in the first half, it's close game. And next thing you know, because that your starting guard is out. Yeah. And that, that's the only frustrating part, but it'll be a, an interesting season for, for Michigan state in general uh, i think we got some decent players tom is a i think we'll be there thereabouts we'll be a tournament team but i'm not expecting to, to shock the world by any means so that's and that's, uh, why, that's why it's great to be a michigan state fan because then we got football and if sometimes we don't <laughs> football we have basketball <laughs> and until we don't have both then uh life's good so. uh joey baker by the way on Duke. I, I forgot joey baker's still kicking around you'll probably hate joey baker he fair enough he's a, a good looking white guy uh, he's prone. He, he'll probably hit a big time three here early in the season and do some dumb like celebration, and it'll just be on from there. Did it'll... you see the kicker celebration for oh uh, Northern Illinois? Dude. Incredible, 
And that's what I looked at this. And I was like, that's right. These are just a bunch of Zoomers playing college football right now. I, listen, I think I think <laughs> that like we threw we used to throw so much disrespect on the kicker name, and like it used to be like, hey, just go out there and kick the ball. Just like how kicking has evolved, and like the spotlight that's been put on kickers, just being able to make kicks. You should be doing backflips out there. Like that that right. is hard. That is incredible. Well, and hard. punters, dude, you've you've been following this SDSU punter, right? The one he's, he's punting like <laughs> seventy yard bombs. It's incredible. Dude, it's absolutely incredible. And he's yeah, he's He's he'll be not necessarily maybe a, I could see like the Patriots picking him up with like you know that that kind of like throwaway thirtieth pick or whatever. Or it's not a throwaway. That's a first round pick. But I could see someone like the Patriots or someone who really loves special teams and punting picking this guy up. He's incredible. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, pull up just just type in SDSU punter on YouTube and it'll pull him up. I I gotta get his name. Obviously, I'm I'm, I'm it's me. What is it? I don't know. But either way, like the special teams has been brought into the fold so much more and you think like oh everyone's just going for it on fourth down now like kickers you know this and that but man there's nothing like a good kicker and a good punt because you just don't realize how much has to go right to even get that ball off the freaking ground right you know i (laughs) as someone who did kick in high school hey 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 here's your your moment get on that soapbox kyle tell us hey you kicked in college for a little bit I tried to walk on it, didn't happen. Just did. I was just now, hey, having a good in, time. In your defense, you try to walk on it, the Colorado Mesa. I mean, that like that's top tier stuff. Like, I think a good two weeks just went out there and had fun. It was, it was, hey, it was a good time. Hey, you kicking, got you yeah. got the free t. You had me fooled when I showed up my first year of college. I was like, that kid's part of the football team. You had the t shirt and everything. <laughs> I was like, damn, like a little funky looking, but hey, uh, that was fun. That was fun. Shout out Kate Sweeney, also former walk on as well, who just got absolutely blasted by. I think it was Andrew Hurley. I remember watching that while kicking. I was like, that was Listen, the dirtiest shot I think I've ever your, seen in my life. Your so. guys' accomplishments on the the walk on squad are acknowledged. But there's nothing that will ever replicate what we did on the flag football field. Just absolute oh, pride. I mean, that deserves its own. That deserves its own. We'll save that for the summertime when we need filler content. We'll, we'll rehash the Roll Tide legacy. But I digress. Yeah. See, there you go. And here's a, here's a cool article on ESPN. How a computer science major made punting cool and turned into a viral sensation. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you guys. It's uh, Matt Areza. That's who it is for SDSU. He's incredible. <laughs> he, he really is. So... With that, let's 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 kind of move forward here because we got. I mean, this weekend there's been some. Uh, obviously, every weekend's every weekend's pretty good, but I think this one in particular, with what's at stake and what's on the line, there's some really really fun matchups. Oh, Briefly yeah. touched on last week, you know, Michigan State did lose to Purdue. You know, a little bit of a trap game. Our Briefly. defense and our defense backs from shambles, but. It, it wasn't unexpected. I think I handled it pretty well. Some close games here and there, but college football playoff committee got together. And Georgia, Alabama, um, oh God, who even is that number three? Am I am I retarded? What is no? It's the ones I have. Uh, now you have me questioning the AP top twenty. Oh, not the AP top twenty-five. This is good. This we were really prepared for this, Kyle. I had the wrong thing pulled up. All right, here we go. College football playoff in order: Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Oregon. Ohio State. Round out the top four: Cincinnati Bearcats, number five, followed by Michigan, Michigan State, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. Oklahoma State rounding out the top ten. Yeah. So yeah, the the big talking points from there was you know for one Cincinnati still left out, but it's like big surprise Cincinnati. You had your chance. You had college game day, and you, it took a miracle. It took an right. absolute miracle for you to not lose that game. And in the so, the style point conversation used to be a big deal, like in the BCS era. The the style point conversation is back in full swing for Cincinnati. Like they need to, to they need to start 
blowing people because like you, you like you play the favorable schedule like you, we know what you're doing you're playing it very well you gotta you gotta be beating people by like 60 points have to right <laughs> like, and then the other the other you know michigan michigan state flipping it's just like you know all the michigan state fans and stuff were up in arms about that it's just like guys this is what it's always been like to be a michigan state fan we're always discredited <laughs> we have to, we have to earn everything you know we just beat michigan and yet they you know flipped in front of us yeah we lost to purdue what we need is a really strong game from purdue against ohio state uh, I think that would really kind of help our case. Purdue's a good team. I mean, they are a very, very solid well, it's team. The, it's, the know, spoil, it's the spoiler makers. Like it's right. it, I don't know what it is about Purdue, but every year they they're just they're lingering. And it's always they're, when they're unranked. Right and now they're ranked right. this week, so they're not going to beat Ohio State. I think they'll play Ohio State well, but they're not. They, they don't have the juice to do it. No. You know, but Michigan plays Penn State this weekend, so that's going to be huge. But yeah, and then if you're sitting there with at Oklahoma, you're like, hey. oh, we're nine and zero, this and that, hey. and it's just like, listen. I know we got some Oklahoma fans who listen. It's like, you guys just win your games and you'll be fine. Because every you, your guys' oh, yeah. schedule is backloaded. Because you're rounding out the you got Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. Baylor's going to be a really tough matchup. And then obviously Oklahoma State to end the, the year. And Iowa State's no pushover either. Right. right they, they have right. a solid quarterback. They play really fundamental. So it's like, if you're Oklahoma, just win out and you'll, be, you'll likely be in because. Oregon has a propensity to lose. Alabama, Georgia are going to play eventually. Ohio State could still lose as well. And then Michigan, Michigan State, the Big Ten is going to eat each other alive, as they oh, yeah. you know like to do. Ohio State might make it out of there. But, yeah, if you're Oklahoma, don't even worry about it. No. If anything, you don't want to be ranked even higher because then it just makes it it's, – right. it's harder to recover. You know, right. it's just – yeah. No, so, I, yeah, it's this, – this has got to be in the college football playoff era. This has to be the most – intriguing as far as like kind of mid mid-season drama right like like i feel like this is just kind of a, a wonky year like nine and oh right. eight and this is this is why i love it i love everything about it but it's just yeah it's but to your point i mean take, take everything with a grain of salt because we have right. so much it's football like, ahead of us don't buy into it just if, if you're one of those people who are like live and die by the college football committee it's just like you're you're doing it wrong because they, they're doing it on purpose they you know right. they want to get people fired up they want people to talk about it so yeah, just just stay along for the ride, Oklahoma. Just stay the course, and you'll you'll end up there. But that, that I mean, that's of all of all the people ahead of obviously you know the, the Big Ten boys got got their hands full because you know it's the Big Ten. But like, I feel like in this this instance, Oklahoma having the schedule that they have remaining is like the worst case scenario for them because they have been they have been really struggling to like pull out some wins and having to go through this lat little like you know last minute gauntlet Gotta towards the end it. of the season yeah. right but i don't know if they can prove it is the thing like I, well, that's I and that's the beauty of the games because like they're either going to do it by the skin of their teeth or they're not and then you know right. if they don't say hey well oklahoma this is why we didn't have you ranked right they're not in alabama because like alabama like right. will always trip up somewhere in the middle of the season and then you just know that it's like okay like nick saban is probably ripping heads off in the locker room and like they're just going to dominate until they run into that Georgia game. So, it, but like, yeah, if you're if, if I'm an I am an Oklahoma fan. What am I saying? If I am Boomer Sooner, I'm nervous, very nervous, Kyle. It should be a good game. A lot of points, oh, yeah. I'm sure. Um, could be some interesting, interesting swings in that game. But yeah, let's just get right into mm-hmm. to what's coming up this week because, like I said, there's. I mean, the SEC is taking their annual you know cupcake week you know hey, congratulations hey, hey. but i mean we're starting off week 11 just right in the thick of it as, as we oh, like yeah. to say here oklahoma baylor at 10 o'clock michigan penn state those and it's at penn state and it's at baylor 
those are the two games that that I'm I'm gonna be sitting down and watching. It's, oh, yeah. it's gonna be super exciting because that kind of shapes this next week for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, Oklahoma Baylor. Who do you? How do you see that one kind of shaking out? Right now, the <sighs> over under sixty two. Uh, Oklahoma favored by five and a half. I mean, I, I don't think I would take the points for sure. I, I think this will be, this will be we're primed for the uh, the good old fashioned shootout. Oklahoma always has a few of those under their belt, but it, the in Waco, like th- this is again just well that kind of gives me pause. But I I think Oklahoma pulls it out. I don't think it's like a super convincing one. But uh, Caleb Williams is obviously steadily at the helm now. I think that they've kind of found their groove. Baylor is just kind of, they're tough, just kind of hanging around there in the mix. So I think Oklahoma pulls out, and I hope they do because if you drop this one, you're you're done. But right, I think, and I think Baylor Baylor's out. coming off a loss. They just lost right. to TCU last week, which is kind of weird, you know. And then they close game against BYU, close game against Texas. You know, this isn't the Baylor of old, but it's still a very feisty Baylor team. Right, and yeah, it's it's just going to be who kind of possess. It's probably going to come down to the last few minutes the last possession honestly is whoever's got the ball last it's either going to be oklahoma defending the lead and running out the clock or it's going to be baylor driving down the field and can oklahoma's defense stop stop (laughs) stop anyone you know yeah it's everything i I mean i I hope like but i i do think now you know it it could just be a blot though because you know now that you kind of outlined all like where they've come from to get to this point like maybe this is where they just kind of run out of steam like you know they kind of just like they've been fighting 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 and this is just kind of where it falls apart but no i i agree with you it'll probably be some late game antics oklahoma's always good for some big turnover or a fumble and we'll, we'll get a, a just a good game kyle just give me a good game because i am right. fearful that michigan is just going to beat the brakes out of penn state <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, I think it's going to be a slow grind i don't think it's going to be like this amazing thing but it's just going to be one of those where it's like seven points a couple field goals they're up like 12 to three and then they kind of get a turnover it's going to be one of those where they just kind of grind penn state to dust but on the road that's going to be a feist once an early game so maybe the crowd might not be fully in it yet but i mean that one shapes it because yeah michigan loses that they're going to drop out of the conversation uh you know and then penn state still shows some feistiness going in it's going to be gonna be a mess but yeah it'll be fun but right after that uh, noon game we finally get to watch utah in in the daylight play on night games but yeah uh, our our 24th ranked utes our utah utes uh who are looking very good they just beat the brakes off of stanford uh big, playing arizona arizona's terrible might be one of the worst <laughs> teams in college football so let's just avoid an upset there and we'll uh we'll, we'll, we'll move along purdue ohio state Everyone's going to be watching this one because obviously what Purdue just did last week against Michigan State. A lot's going to be different, though. They're playing at Ohio Stadium. um, And now Ohio State kind of knows, like, hey, we we saw what they were able to do. Michigan State secondary, we were super banged up. We were missing players, players getting injured on the field. It was just a recipe for disaster. Ohio State's got the depth that even if they had the same injuries, they have really quality players right, right behind them that can right. step in. Next so it's, it's just a different, you know. But yeah, we'll see if Purdue can bottle that magic and, and kind of keep that up, you know. But it could be a, could be a close one. But uh, I expect Ohio State to win this one comfortably. They're favored yeah. by twenty one. <laughs> oh shit! For real? Damn, I figured like at least a couple scores, but twenty one. Holy shit! I don't think they. I, I mean, I'll take the points all day. No way. Twenty one. Oh right, that God. seems a little outrageous, but <laughs> who shit. knows? 
who knows? So, uh, oh yeah, and then you were you were at Minnesota last week Ugh. at the Golden Gophers. Ugh. You saw the Miss Mrs. Gopher, Miss Gopher, Ooh. who oh, smoke oh, show. Holy shit! Hottest field um, in the game. <laughs> but uh, just briefly wrap up your time in uh, I don't even know Minneapolis. Or is that a Minneapolis? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's Minneapolis. It's cool because it's like. It's on the other side of the river from downtown, I believe. I, I don't know. I was so drunk that it, uh, directions weren't a thing. Time was just a, nothing. It was an endless void. Uh, the game day vibes at Minnesota are immaculate. The stadium is like right off of campus. So we were at like a little bar thing at 930 in the morning, taking fireball. And like we, we were fully back in the Grand Junction days. Um, stadium, eh. It's Seven. newer, right? It's newer, but it's one of those kind of like what CSU did with theirs. Like I think you got caught up in like, oh, it's a brand new stadium, very just kind of like bland, very just standard right. run of the mill stadium. But I, you know, it's Minnesota; they're not a football powerhouse, so I would expect nothing less. Uh, attendance Fleck just signed the extension, so yeah, I think that's good. Right, I and, like and Minnesota. That's, that's the place yeah. for him, right? Like it just be in the Big Ten. He's in the Big Conference, made it to the Big Show. He doesn't really want to have to go chase those, you know, big paychecks. Like he'll he'll build that program. I think. I don't think ever like I don't think we'll be talking about Minnesota in the college football playoffs by any means, but I think we'll be talking about him as you know maybe a contender late in the season for a Big Ten here and there. But overall, uh, Minneapolis, great city. Uh, the swim team went and saw swim meet. They they were phenomenal. Shout out you know brother in law Gavin won the two hundred back. I'm not a, I can't swim, Kyle. What these people could do in the water is freakish. But it is pretty crazy. Oh my god, yeah, especially the breaststroke. Like I don't even how does like how do you even move forward? It seems counterproductive right yeah no i've, I've never figured it out either no. i grew up in the pool and like i you, you gotta have those weird those weird long arms super long fingers shout out the heath houston's had the longest flattest feet i think i've ever seen oh it's, yeah uh, he was yeah. He or was. you just gotta be a, just a straight up just like beast like jay white was who just like just he, he didn't right. look yeah didn't look like he should be a swimmer but yeah it you, was, you it throw was you throw the guy a football and he's prone to like roll his ankle and trip and fall and run into the side of a car get him in the water and he's just a he's a freak but yeah no anyways uh mini overall experience eight out of ten but football experience eh, it, it was like it was a very very boring game that was like, a bad game so fucking boring yeah, they're, they're taking on Iowa. Iowa's still ranked. Um, could be a big comeback game for Minnesota, but, mm. yeah, I mean, still good seasons for both of them. Iowa's at 7-2, and two, Minnesota's at 6-3, and three, kind of right where I would say they, they should be. Right. You know, decent right. team, but nothing nothing crazy. And they but, get with the, like, with Fleck, like, signing, like, that's exactly what he wants. Like, that's what everybody expected and what everybody wants him to do. Like, he'll, he'll build that program. He'll get, you know, two, three, four recruiting class in and out the door by the time he's, you know, said and done there and – They'll be a good program. A respectable. Yep. Yeah, but you, then at the end of the day, you got to sell somebody on you know coming to Minnesota right. to play ball, which oof, I cannot even imagine in the winter time. Yeah. Yep. But moving on, we got uh, Georgia, Tennessee. Georgia's favored by twenty. Tennessee's got a good offense, but we just see it with Georgia every week. It's like, oh, it's cold. Oh, could this be the week? And then all of a sudden, within three minutes, they get a pick six, a punt return for a touchdown, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and they're up by thirty. You yeah. know. So it Georgia just looks inevitable this year, but who knows? You you never know. Do you think? Football. Do you think that this has been an intentional, like design by Kirby to like just have the nastiest defense? Like not they oh, obviously they have dudes no, it, on offense. They've been like, recruiting. 
Oh yeah. my god. No, the way they've been recruiting, it's it's been in the front seven. It's the same thing as like Ohio State does, right? It's you get those D linemen, especially, and Clemson's done it before. You know, they it's like you control those trenches and it's just right. game over. Cause oh, you got a fancy quarterback, cool. Well, he's gonna be face down in the dirt. You know, oh you got a good right. running back, well, we're gonna blow him up the running back. Doesn't now matter how many stars your quarterback is, if if he has his offensive lineman in his chest every fucking play. Like, yeah, and it, they're like six six, two ninety now, oh, like yeah. huge wingspans. It's just like my goodness. It's nuts. It's just, yeah. So, yeah, Georgia, this has been building. This has definitely been building for, for a while. So right. Right. Uh, they look inevitable. But, yeah, you never know. I, I am inevitable. So moving on, we got a big rivalry game. Big, big rivalry game. Miami versus Florida State. <laughs> Miami has absolutely turned it around since we, we had completely written off Manny Diaz. He has turned it around very, very nicely. He's gotten some really good wins and really a couple too. I mean, they're they're just a couple bad decisions like we mentioned the other week to being probably ranked top 25 easily. You know, the game against Virginia that they dropped, you know, even the game against Michigan State was technically winnable, but Michigan State definitely pulled away. But the game that they should have won against Virginia and then they lost again, should have beaten North Carolina as well the following week. But since then, win against North Carolina State who was ranked, win against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, who is ranked, Pittsburgh. and then a nice win over Georgia Tech, who always tends to be the thorn in the side for Miami. Yeah. And now they're rolling at Florida State. You know, Florida State struggled quite a bit. They're three and six, but this would be I this game definitely. I mean, if they win, you know, Manny Diaz is, is set, and you know, it, it could just be right. one of those things where, and I think you see it at Nebraska as well with Scott Frost. When you have so many close games that you just tend to lose, sometimes right. it's good. Hey, we were right there. A few plays right. bounced our way, and we it, the total season could be flipped. So you know, good for Manny Diaz, good for Miami. I, I really like Tyler Van Dyke. I uh, like their running back. I think it's Knighton out of the backfield really good but this is always a great game with Miami oh, yeah. and Florida State yeah, never no. fails to this is win. this is the I, I mean even if they don't win this game I think this still earns Manny that you know get get over the hump contract maybe like a couple more years because right to your point like I, I never really took time to actually go back and like run back through the schedule they have I mean it's not like they're losing egregiously so yeah, I agree, but I just want Miami to be. We we talk about it every week. I wish we had old Miami back. But what what do you think the average blood alcohol content level of this game will be leaving the season? Oh my god, outrageously <laughs> high, outrageously high. Yeah, down down in Tallahassee, <laughs> or I guess up Tallahassee. I don't know. We're, it's don't up. Know, it's up. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're up. There. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Panhandleish area. So yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun one. That'll be fun. So that's probably one I'm going to be flipping back and forth. Uh, Maryland, Michigan State. It's at home. Michigan State bringing back the atrocities that are the neon uniforms. But you just got to embrace the meme and go for it. Uh, this is this is going to be tricky because, honestly, if, if Michigan State could totally lose this one with how our, our defense looks last week. And if we lose this one, then I think kind of the wheels fully come off, and I think we finish 8-4, and four, to be honest. I really want to get to this one. I want to get to nine wins. want to get to 9-1, and, and then we finish with Penn State and Ohio State. Getting to nine wins would be awesome because then getting into a bowl game for the chance to win 10 wins, you see those double digits, and you just smile. So right. I this is one that we got to win. Got to win. Offense, I think, is going to be fine. Missing Jaden Naylor, which sucks. I mean, missing a left tackle. We just lost another offensive lineman. It's just... It's kind of been that way these last couple of weeks, but that's why you're just lucky to make it through that first part of the schedule. And that's how it is with anyone, unless you're Ohio State or Alabama or whatever, <laughs> you're just trying to get through to about this point uh, as healthy as you can get because it's just kind of off the rails and we don't have the depth because Mel Tucker hasn't been able to recruit. 
you know, because he's only been here a season and a half. But uh, there are the rumors of the Mel Tucker extension. He's getting, quote-unquote, Ryan Day money thrown at him, which is 100% the right move. You you have to at this point. you got to keep away the LSUs. And I think, you know, Michigan State's proven themselves that this is a really solid program that you can win at. Expectations aren't outrageous. Right. You know, and it's – you're – you're still, you know, yeah, Ohio State's in our same conference, Michigan, things like that. But you go to LSU, and it's like, cool, you got Georgia and Alabama. So it's not like you're any better off. So, yeah, I think that would be a huge win if those rumors proved to be correct. But you never know. Not until the ink dries on the paper, you just never really know. You're going to be puckering your butthole until that ink dries. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, but I uh, got come on, Michigan State. Please just just win that one and make it interesting Listen, down the stretch. I have full confidence that uh, Tua's younger brother it may just throw five interceptions in this game. Like that guy, when he's on, he is on. But when he is off, Mylanta is he off? I forgot who they're playing true. earlier this season. Iowa. He yeah, Iowa. So how many picks he end up throwing? Like, like five. Yeah, yeah oh fuck. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, we can only hope. But like I said, I mean, our defensive backs, we are the absolute walking wounded. So, And we just got shit pumped by David Bell and Purdue. So uh, it's a pride game, Fair. right? I'll, I'll, I'll put that on the table. It's a pride Come game. Come out swinging. Big time. Amber, Everybody's hot. We're wearing, right. We're wearing those stupid neon uniforms. So it's uh, – but, hey, you got to – got to do what you got to do so and then to wrap out kind of the nightcap um texas a&m ole miss you know ranked matchup there kind of the you know 11 15 uh texas a&m is rolling i think they're looking yeah. really good Ole miss is still a Ole, very solid Ole miss program loose texas yeah. money line all day it, they just they they have they have it to hang in with any game but on the flip side of that when they have games that are they should just win handedly they just don't do it so I, I, I like to your point Texas they beat the teams that they should be, and then whenever it's like this type of matchup, they can never quite. They're not. They're get just over not there home. yet. Lane, Lane Kiffin ain't swaggy enough yet to quite get there. Uh, and Texas A&M's just been uh, on wagon since they beat Alabama. I mean, they, their closest margin of victory has been 17 points. <laughs> we got Arkansas LSU. We got the famous Kansas Texas game. Never forget that hey. year that Kansas beat Texas. It was awesome. Uh, could we see it again? Maybe. Texas is ass, capital with the, or, you know, exclamation Texas point, ass. ass. Horns down. Uh, Notre Dame, Virginia, which can always be a little bit spicy. I, You know, I hate that Notre Dame's kind of hovering around at that 8-1 spot. It's, yeah, you know, because it's like, man, they're just going to look for an excuse to try to get them into the playoff, depending on how the rest of the season goes. Um, our mighty Demon Deacons did fall last week as well. They are 8-1, and, and they play 7-2 North Carolina State at 5:30. Good ACC matchup as well. So that what will a, be fun. What a year for the ACC just in general. Like, uh, usually, obviously, Clemson's like the – you usually obviously expect them to come out. But, I mean, not, not a bad showing this year, all things considered, for the level of play that ACC football usually offers up. I mean – Wake Forest is an actually really good team. <laughs> yeah, no, no, a lot of lot of talent, kind of wide open offense there. So it's it's nice to see someone other than other than Clemson. So right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that that'll be kind of a fun one to kind of wrap out the evening because yeah, outside of that, yeah, San Diego State, Nevada, Oregon, Washington State. You never know. Washington State thinks a, a plucky team, and if you want to see chaos, then yeah, you're you're rooting for this because yeah, if, if uh. Oregon loses, then everything just kind of goes out the window. Did Washington kinda State nothing. head coaches quit? Or am I tripping? Oh yeah, because over the whole the vaccination yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, yeah. But they've the they've responded decently well. I mean, they're five and four. 
coming off a win against Arizona State, who I still just think is consistently one of the most overrated programs of all time. You know, they have all those NFL guys and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I just love to see them lose. There's something about them. I just can't. I just can't stand Arizona State. I'm with you. I'm with you. But so, but yeah, I mean, this is, I think, definitely. Fr- I mean, it. I want to say it's front loaded, but there's something in every window that, like, right. just have it on. Oh, you know, yeah. just have it on. And, yeah. you know, not going to be a ton of switching back and forth, but every window, there's going to be something that. Is is pertains to the, the overall playoff picture and things like that. Yeah, no, I, I, it's and we talked about it before we hopped on here. Like at this point in the season, if your name, if your school's name is up there in the top eight, like it, it's you, you got to come correct every week because especially this year, it just feels like no team is really st- Georgia. You might throw Georgia kind of in that like you could comfortably yeah. say they'll be there category, but outside of that, I mean everybody's vulnerable this has been a fun year just in the way of just there's no real clear cut and dry like powerhouses really and i think we're in, we're in for a ride here for the you know i know we're past the half point mark but like you know the, the end of the season here we're we're in for it kyle i love it i love it but yeah so that that's basically week 11 a lot on the table uh you know we're we're at the fourth quarter of the college football season which is kind of crazy but it's you know it's been fun it's been really fun, and then we got college basketball starting up. Oh boy, hell yeah! We got, I love it. I love it. So yeah, anything else we want to touch on, or anything else in general? You know, this is a little bit of a quicker one, but I think this it's 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 now getting to the point where there's not a lot of nuance anymore. It is very right. cut and dry. It's like right. like you said, if you're in that top eight, top ten, it like the table's set. You pretty much control your own destiny at right. this point. Some teams, I guess, need a little bit of help. Like Cincinnati, we need a little bit of help, but they still got to win out, and then they got to hope for absolute carnage above them right but yeah you're looking at a school like michigan or or even notre dame right you're just hoping for a few of these chops and changes and a you know a, a bad game from any of these guys and well oof. i think i think notre i i think in, i mean you you tell me what you think but like notre dame's just out out right like they don't have a conference championship they're only their losses to cincinnati which even if cincinnati wins out they're not I don't think that they have enough like if things play out the way that they should I don't think they have enough and then if Cincinnati loses that even worsens the case for Notre Dame right like I, I feel like the, the Irish are probably I don't ever want to say done done but like I would hope that they're done like just just off that logic alone yep yeah it, it, it'll be yeah for Cincinnati they're going to be kind of right on the edge but at the end, end of the day it's like that's just it's kind of how it's always been unfortunately like you got to really impress you got to really impress and then hope for some things up at the top to kind of shake out your way but but yeah i mean i think overall it's gonna be a really good weekend i'm excited for it you got to it's just we're right in the kind of one of the best sports time it's starting to get definitely colder right it's been kind of oh, that yeah. weird overcast these last few days and and it's kind of get into the hunker down mode but yeah it's been fun it's been fun doing this podcast too this season i think we picked a great season to start because a lot of nuance a lot of different things like that um yeah i we i think we skipped our nil story right quickly did you want to touch on that or should we save Uh, it for another you know what let's let's save it let's save it for let's save it for next week because I, I, I'm going to be fully honest with you, Kyle. I accidentally closed out that entire window I had it on. So, yeah, <laughs> no. I, I totally got it. But uh, no, I, I think it's fair. It's fair to assume, and maybe we'll we'll workshop it just live on the mic here. Uh, we'll probably let the preseason stuff kind of for as far as college basketball, like or the pre-conference stuff, I should say, 
kind of shake out, and then we'll probably do a little bit deeper of a dive before we get into conference play. Wouldn't right, you, yeah, like us fair? not knowing who the hateable white guy on Duke is right off the top, that just shows we're not, we haven't quite yeah, well, shaped, did, shipped into gear a, yet. I didn't even get to watch the game. So I was at the, right. the Vivant fucking checking vaccine cards. I was keeping track on the score, but... No, you're saving I'm the world, in, Mike. Uh, just know that you're, you know, listen, you're keeping it safe. One, one fake vaccine card at a time, baby. Just let, let them in. But uh, yeah, no. Well, and, and really, I mean, it's you. You can read in all the projections, and I think people who already have their their projection brackets are just absolutely like. I know you can obviously earmark a few people, a few teams to be like, yeah, they'll be in there at the end. Like, no duh, but. I, I think for the sake of this podcast and our, our two-man team and in between you being a dad and me just being a sack of junk, uh, we'll probably let the, the pre-conference, well, obviously we'll talk about the games right. as they come up. We'll let the pre-conference game shake out, kind of get a good taste for what we're looking for, and then uh, we'll do we'll do the deep dive then. So if you want to if you, if you throw your two cents at us on Twitter, I'm all for it. Unless you're a Tar Heels fan, then I really don't care to hear what you have to say. But no, throw That's it at fair. us. Name, image, pod. Just, just hit us with it. Yep, yep. At Name Image Pod, follow us uh, on Twitter. That's kind of where Mike and I spout off. It's uh, I, I've been having a lot of fun with that, honestly, because it's just I, I forget how toxic normal Twitter is, and then when you can kind of just make a separate sports Twitter account, it just makes the world so much better, you know. So <laughs> uh, at Name Image Pod, uh, like, review, subscribe, tell a friend. You know, we're just uh, I mean, we could have zero listeners and we'd still probably be doing this. So for the the handful of you guys out there, it's it's been fun. Like interact, like tweet us text mike text mike your outrageous takes or tell us how wrong we are about oklahoma that sort of fun stuff but for big mike i'm kyle have a good friday have a good weekend uh be safe out there and all that fun stuff and uh yeah thanks for listening we'll see y'all next week have you We know skill. Mm-hmm. Skip, I know skill. Mm-hmm. Like that, skill. Anything else you want to know about me, skill? Mm-hmm.